Hey everyone, and welcome to the Creators Podcast, where we bring you conversations with content creators to hear how they develop their style and how they approach storytelling through the visual arts. The Creators Podcast is presented by Tomorrow Project. Tomorrow Project is a community whose goal is to inspire those who are struggling with anxiety and depression to fight to see tomorrow. It's a great community. I want to encourage everyone out there to visit their website at tomorrowproject.com. That's T-M-R-W project.com. And when you get to the website, you can use code CP15 for 15% off your first order. Our guest today is Steven Stover. Now, we really enjoyed this conversation with Stephen and got to know much more about his life story. And as you will hear in the episode, Stephen had to deal with some pretty sizable adversity, which included a period of time spent fighting skin cancer. Thankfully, Stephen is cancer-free today, but through that season of his life, Stephen found his passion for content creation once again. Today, Stephen is the senior editor and videographer at RPM Training and is responsible for the production of RPM's Atom programming and virtual classes. Stephen's an incredible person. We were so thrilled to have him on as a guest. So let's dive right into this episode of The Creators Podcast. Stephen, welcome to the Creators Podcast. Uh, we're excited to have you. And um, I think where we kind of always start with these episodes is really to get a little bit of insight into our guest's background, maybe a little bit about where you grew up and what kind of drew you into you know, your inspiration into the content world. Um, and then we'll go down the rabbit hole from there. So tell us a little bit about uh, your early years and, and what got you into this world of content creation. Sweet. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for having me. Uh, I think like most people, I have a very, you know, interesting way of getting into this. I feel like when we're younger, a lot of people don't realize that you can do this and make a career out of it. At least when we were growing up now, it's a little different, but when we were growing up, it was like, there was no Instagram. There was no way to become something out of this. And when I was younger, I grew up in Denver, Colorado. Um, and I remember when I was in third grade, I liked using disposable cameras and my dad was like, Hey, I'm going to buy you a camera. And he bought me this like really crappy Pentax camera that is so sick. I love it. I still use it. Uh, I actually found it recently and it still had a roll of film in it from like wow. when I was, I think nine, but anyways, <laughs> I did that for fun and, and I would always be that kid with a camera everywhere. And then for some reason I just stopped. I don't know why, maybe because I got into other things or I didn't really wasn't super passionate about it anymore, but I never considered it again until like 2010, 2011. So I started off in the music scene. I really wanted to travel with bands and tour and do that stuff. But I was a really bad musician. I'm terrible. I can't write music. So I was like, Oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to sell merch. I'm going to take pictures. So I bought a camera and I bought a, and this is really embarrassing, but I don't even care. I bought a 50 millimeter lens and was surprised when you couldn't zoom on it. <laughs> I had no idea what that meant. Hey, that's funny. <laughs> I was a poser. Dude. I, I just wanted to tour with my friends and I was like, I'll take pictures. That's my end. And I was not very good at it. Um, I, I ended up making some like live music videos and stuff. And I learned, I taught myself some stuff, but I never made any money. You don't make a lot of money in the music industry unless you are one of the select few. And um, so I stopped. I met my, I met Kayla and we had kids moved to California and I was like, I'm going to go be a firefighter. Never even considered picking up a camera again. And this is where my story gets very unique. I think I don't even know. Alex, you probably don't know this. I think, you know, Justin, but in 2018, I was in paramedic school and I was fully invested in being a paramedic, becoming a firefighter. And I was going into my paramedic internship, which as it is, is very, very stressful. If you can imagine like making no money working 4 PM to 4 AM and having to deal with active shooters and things like that. Like it was crazy. Four shifts in, I got diagnosed with stage 2A melanoma. So I had skin cancer, the worst kind you could have. It was very aggressive and it was on my face. And so I had to go into immediate surgeries and I had, I had this huge hole in the side of my head for a week while they tested to make sure it didn't spread to the rest of my body. And, and then I had plastic surgery, which is, is wild. You can't really even tell that it's there, but that 
combined with the stress of the paramedic thing, when I went back to work, I couldn't handle it. You know, it was, I, I had a realization. I was like, this is not for me having panic attacks. Like it changed me genuinely. And my paramedic internship ended and I was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have two kids at home. No idea. You know? And um, the only thing that I had was a camera. And that was like the one thing I had to fall back on. I didn't go to college and do any of that stuff. I was touring with bands and then I had kids, you know? Um, so I was like, I'm going to go to D I was um, at Diablo CrossFit at that point. We happened to like two weeks later, have an open announcement there. This is right when everything was falling apart and CrossFit in 2019. And I was like, Hey, can I help out with this? And they let me help out. And I was like, I like this. I'm going to try it, <laughs> which was a tough sell. <laughs> and so <laughs> I just, I don't, it's really strange because I don't know how you guys were, but when I, when I, decided that this is what I want to do. I went in all in on it. I was like, I'm not going to do, I can't see myself doing anything else. I feel like this is meant for me. I'm going to do it. And that was not that long ago. And, you know, I still consider myself a noob, but I got, I just get really lucky. Um, and so that's kind of like where I got started in, in the CrossFit space. And then I guess maybe we can dive into some more of that stuff, but that's kind of the general, how I got into picking up yeah, a camera. Man. Okay. The wow. whole like your scars is pretty crazy it's when, you, when you posted some of that like it's it's not a small like just a little piece like it's coming like down yeah. half your head right yeah so it's what's funny is like well i don't maybe not funny but um i have this they the plastic surgeon crushed it because i you know they made my beard turn into that so to hide it so it starts here and it goes right here and then there's this little like hook and this part of my scar used to be behind my ear. So I have scars all the way back here and then all the way down my face and then up and down. So it's like this whole big thing. I don't even remember how many stitches it was. It was insane. Um, and my, my head's still numb. So a lot of things, I, I always forget this. And this is a really goofy thing, but I, my face is numb most of the time. Like you can't feel it and it gets very itchy. It's like a phantom itch. And the only mm. thing that I can do, if I scratch it, I can't feel it. The only thing that makes it go away is if I rub it, if I move the entire skin on my head. <laughs> and so I'll just be sitting here having a conversation. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and people are probably like, what is this guy doing? Because he can't really see the scar anymore, thankfully. But um, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's a unique thing that a lot of, not, I didn't really talk about for a long time. I, I was kind of embarrassed by it. And then one day I was like, why? You know, that yeah. happened to me. It changed me. Um, I may as well embrace it. Yeah. Dude, that's a that's wild story. The, the, it's interesting. Um, you know, Justin and I were talking <clears throat> before you hopped on about how he got involved with content and, you know, former gym owner, uh, COVID happens. Unfortunately, they, you know, closes, closed down the gym and, and then content became, you know, his world. And I'm still in that mode where I have a, you know, a full-time nine to five. I love doing content, but I'm still learning the ropes from, you know, people like yourselves on how do you do it full-time? Like I have a lot to learn on how to manage essentially your own business, um, and, or just your, uh, you know, how you get into the world of doing that in a full-time setting. So, um, I did not know any of that about your story. So that is very interesting and now all healthy. Now everything is you know, a okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I get scans frequently. Um, you know, they, we go through, it's, it seems like once a year since then they think it spreads somewhere. Something happens where they're like, we need to do a full body scan. We think it spreads. And of course, then my anxiety goes up through the roof. And yeah. a couple months ago that happened actually at Wadapalooza. I'm sure, I don't know if um, you noticed Justin, but I had this big thing on my neck. It was like this, it, it was gross, the big thing on my neck. And they thought it was a tumor and it wasn't, um, it was, it was a suture that was still in my face from my what? surgery. Yeah, it was oh, still gosh. in there. It was one that's supposed to dissolve. It never dissolved. Uh, but they thought it was a tumor. So, of course, like, you know, anxiety I didn't, I didn't comes notice and goes. it, but yeah. Yeah, the beard is... covers it. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, we are good. So everything, everything's good. I, you know, I get checked frequently and hope wear a lot of sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> a little Man, I advertisement. Yeah, I am happy to hear that. Uh, <laughs> you know, you are, you are healthy and that's, you know, so, um, you, you get involved, uh, you know, not too long ago in the CrossFit world, you said 2019 open, you kind of say, Hey, I'd like to get involved here. Um, what do you do now and how did you get to the position you're in with RPM? 
loaded question. Uh, I'm sure it's a, a short, a, su- a super yeah. short answer, but <laughs> I mean, a lot of luck genuinely. Um, and, and I'll give some advice a little bit later about like how did, how I navigated this space. And, but you know, I started off just like doing freelance work. I, I was really fortunate to have an elite athlete at my gym, which was Alessandra Pacelli and, and she and I are good friends and she just let me follow her with the camera and I sucked. I was bad, but I needed to practice. So I was like, Hey, can I just like do stuff for you for free? And, you know, I would take work from the brands she worked with and it, and the stuff I produced was awful and embarrassing. And I was like, but you know, that's, that's part of it. And you guys I'm sure went through maybe something Dude, similar, I've been, but I've been there. <laughs> oh yeah. Those are all archived yeah. now. <laughs> exactly and you know like you don't have the gear that really sets you up for success you don't know how to use it like you're afraid to start using manual (laughs) um all that stuff so i was going through all that and um but i was just trying to do as much as i can i didn't have any other option at that point in the pandemic you know that pandemic started and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna do freelance work so i started doing like corporate stuff with some people from the gym um that helped pay the bills and and i would just pick up gigs for free and and that's one thing that i think is controversial right now in the content creation space and obviously there's there's degrees in which this is like acceptable and not but i am all for free work now the caveat to that is seeking free work when you're doing work for other people already like Mm -hmm. if i were to go do free work just just for the sake of like i want my name out there but i work for rpm and i was at an event somewhere else that would be shady that wouldn't be cool you know let let someone else do that. hook your friends up you know like stuff like that but if you're new by all and, and you're just like hey i'm gonna be at this event and i have nothing to do would you guys like can i give you some photos if you want them cool if not great you know yeah. um that was a really good way for me to just get experience and and that led to the 2020 games. So actually I went to the 2019 games and just shot for Alessandro Pacelli and just did fun stuff. And then I ended up helping out with Noah um, Olson. And I then started doing edit video editing work for the guy at the time, Julian, um, who was doing all his video work. He, I started doing editing work for them and that's how I got a little bit better at video editing. And then um, let's see, where did I even go from there? 2020 games that was so the 2020 thing in the world to me the 2020 games let's just go back here one thing you're not saying about 2020 <laughs> games is there were five or six photographers there yeah i wasn't supposed to be let me start off with that okay i was not there in that capacity i had no idea what i was doing so here's here if you guys want would you like me to dive into how that happened because yeah, I yeah. Feel like yeah let's do it in it needs to be told because I've told the photographers there how much I appreciate them and all that stuff because I was a total poser. At that point, I still didn't really know what I was doing. But I, I, the person who kind of mentored me through this, um, his name's Aaron Kelly. He's a um, Australian, super funny. He's an OG in terms of broadcast cameraman for CrossFit. He's still one of the only ones who's done it. He's done it for forever. And he's the one that ran that original open event at Diablo. And he kind of led me on this path and helped me through all this. And he was like, Hey, we need a runner at, for broadcast at the 2020 mm-hmm. games. Cause it was, you know, it was right down the road from me about an hour away. And I was like, yes, I don't even care. Like, I don't, I don't have to even touch a camera. I just want to be there, especially, mm-hmm. you know, during the pandemic and all this stuff. And Oh my God, the, the games are going to be in aroma. So yeah, I want to go. So I go and I, and I was just a runner. That's it. I was folding t-shirts for the broadcast team. I was running cards. I was cleaning door handles, doorknobs, um, just doing nothing with content creation. And, and this is where my story gets fun is it was all luck. And I will always admit that I had no skill went into this, but I didn't have anything to do. They, like they, they didn't have anything for me to do. And so I was like, hey, can I just go snap some photos? This was the day before the competition started. And I remember the demo team, and I knew Chandler at this point, Chandler Smith. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to go take photos of him. And there, there's this fence at Morgan Hill dividing the grass field where they did the bike event and, they, and the turf. Mm-hmm. And 
they were testing the bike event and I was on this other side of the fence trying to be sneaky, just taking some photos. I'm not supposed to be there with a camera. And you know, Dave Castro is like usually pretty stern about some stuff. So I was taking pictures and this was like, I'm not kidding. My heart just dropped because he was like, he looks over at me and points to me like, and tells me to come here. And I was like, Oh no, he's about to kick me out. Oh no. So I was trying to, I was walking around like trying to hide my camera and stuff. And he's like, are you with us? And I was like, are you a photographer? I was like, yeah, but I'm not here with you guys. I'm just on the broadcast. I'm just having some fun. And he's like, our media team's not here yet. And we need photos of this. Can you stand here and just take some photos of them? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then the media team rolls in and I'm just like, Hey, sorry. And then I met Matt Bischel and he was like, and you know, um, he knew the gym owner of Diablo at the time. And I just told him who I was. And he's like, Hey, if you want to like take some photos and if you're bored and just give them to us, sick and i was like yeah please and so the entire weekend i had nothing to do on broadcast so i was just taking photos for fun giving them to crossfit most of them were not good but it was fun but again so i was not supposed to be there i'm so grateful for those photographers letting me in their space and and being able to that i had no idea what i was doing um that was one of those things where i just i got really lucky very lucky and just being in the right place at the right time and be willing and nice to do those things you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah there's there one there you go there's one right there yeah. so that danielle was brandon was on the demo day. team wasn't she she was yeah yeah she was on the demo team in saxon and chandler and then that kind of just like you know allowed me to get get some some photos and i'm sure i rubbed the people on the media team the wrong way i've i've connected with a lot of them since now that i kind of know what i'm doing and apologize that i was like <laughs> just going into their world and they were super they were always super nice and they were like dude by all means because you know in those situations if anyone if you are ever in that situation just be respectful don't walk yeah. in front of the people don't get in their way like that's their thing if you're there just having a fun experimenting don't be don't try to be the center of attention and you'll be fine and that's what I did. I just tried to stay behind them. Like, Hey, I'm going to, wherever they are, I'm going to be in the opposite spot and just like be off <laughs> and just have fun. So very, wow. very grateful for that experience. I was just, I still can't believe that I got to go to the 2020 games, like insane. And there then are not many photos. people who did. Yeah. No, I was given a t-shirt no. from the 2020 games. That's my, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. boy. That's something. Not many yeah. people have those either. There was like, it. there was no one there. I no. folded that T-shirt. By the way, yeah. that was my job. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if it was a, if it was the media shirt, I was, the, I folded all of the workers' shirts. I cannot that was my say job where I one. got that shirt from. Oh, that's. that's I know a, where you got it. That is wild. <laughs> that is wild. I'm still waiting yeah, for my. Interesting. I'm I'm still waiting for my. Um, well, I mean, I guess I have a little bit like that. My first ever kind of foray into anything significant CrossFit wise was just blind firing a an Instagram message to Sam Briggs before the rogue invitational and being like, Hey, I see you're going, do you have a media person? And if not, can I do it? And she replied and like, sure. And here, fill out this form. And I paid my own, my whole way, my flight, everything. Yep. I didn't make a dollar off of the, the whole, the whole thing. And I'm just like, Oh, all right. And got some good content, yep. met Justin and David and, and other creators. And from there, it, I mean, it was really, truly a blessing that she even said yes. So it was wild. That's that, um, you, that yeah. is the one thing that I would suggest to anyone is like, why, I, don't be afraid to ask people. Worst case scenario, they say no. Cool. You're yep. in the same spot you are. But that's how, uh, I mean, Noah Olson. I fired off a message to him at one point and he let me come down and shoot with him. And that's kind of what set off the chain of events that was like me being able to work with him and then going to the, um, like doing all of these other things. Just one dude responded to me and was cool. And then I, I lost a lot of money doing all that stuff. And I'm sure you did go into that competition, but something always comes from it. And when, you know, if, if someone's worried about that, like, yeah, you're going to lose money, but you're going to gain something from it. You know? Yeah, there we go. Oh my God. I shouldn't have had my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's my it. brief attempt in having a YouTube channel. Oh, is that Chandler? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was when I met both of them. And then what's the girl's name on the right? Isn't she Laura. big? Laura. She's super, she's super fit. 
Oh, she I was thinking it was that stuff. the the other the gym shark girl. Oh, I don't know who that oh, is. Oh no, Demi the, the or something. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Demi yeah, Nike. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's super yeah, interesting. She's cool. I want to I want to circle yeah. back real quick so that, to yeah. um, what you had to say about the um, the the doing stuff for free type of thing. I've talked with a lot of people recently about this, not not in a critical sense, but really just to. It, it's my opinion that there's almost sometimes this race to the bottom, meaning if I tell a brand and by no means are brands knocking all over my door um, to hire me, but if I have an <laughs> opportunity and I tell them X, it feels like there's someone out there who will do it for cheaper because they want the opportunity. And I feel like there will always kind of be that new person who's trying, who needs the exposure, who needs to be at the event, who will do it for free or they'll do it for super cheap. Um, and they may be good. It doesn't just cause they're new. doesn't mean that they don't have quality stuff. And so it almost feels like it's a perpetual issue to where, and, and again, sometimes we lose sight of the fact that the world is bigger than CrossFit in the, in the sense of athletics and sport and there are other brands. And, um, you know, obviously it's our kind of our little world we live in, but for me, it's like, how do we solve that issue to where we're not constantly undermining one another and driving the price yeah. down? Because brands will take free stuff all day. I mean, there's plenty of brands who take content that we shoot of athletes um, and they just repost it and they get the exposure they want. Sure. And they didn't even have to invest a dollar or energy in it at all. So, um, and, and look, it's, the point is not to just be critical of people sharing stuff and, you know, being opportunistic. Yeah. But I've, I'm always interested in everyone's opinion, you know, other creators' opinions on like, how do we collectively, you know, try to put a little bit of, you know, make the trend go the other direction to where we are being compensated because I believe we all do yeah. good work and I want people to feel valued and not run down. Yeah. And I think that that's a big issue that kind of, I had to embrace and, and we all have had to, is I had to do free work, right? You know, no right. one's going to pay, Same. no one's going to pay you. Um, and, and I think that that, that's something that maybe is starting to get better in this space is, is, the creators in this space are unbelievable now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, in the last few years, it's gotten insane. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's awesome. But I'm hoping that because of that, and then people are more get, and getting paid and things like that. But I, I agree with you. I think that there's a line between doing free work because you can't do any other work and doing free work because you're trying to outbid someone else. That's a different thing. Or doing cheaper work. Was that, I, I think that that's one of those things. Has what? that come up a lot recently? Or is that just a what? general topic? This this thing about creators like underbidding each other and stuff with brands. I've seen it a couple times. Um, I, I don't really, I don't know much about it, so I can't really speak on it. Um, mm -hmm. But I have seen people bringing it up. I don't, I don't know about you, Alex. Um, well, I, I, I think. I, I'm assuming you've seen some of it as well. I think what happens is a brand will will reach out, they'll ask you, and then. I just know of instances in which um, somebody's already going, for instance. So let's say like mm -hmm. I'm a creator and I've, I shoot for this like a brand all the time or this athlete all the time. And then there's somebody else who's already going to an event. Like the brand's going to be like, hey, while you're there, like I'll give you, a, you know, 200 bucks. Can you just send us a few pictures? And then the person who, you know, the, the kind of the usual creator doesn't get to go because they just leveraged the fact that somebody else was going to be on site. They threw him a few bucks. Yeah, and we'll do it for cheap. And they'll do it for cheap. Um, so it's yeah. almost it's almost like you said, being cognizant of the fact that people have relationships and and being you know saying, hey, look, no, I'm you know being willing to say no and not just try to get your arms around five, six, seven clients, um, which I think is also can be difficult because your quality yeah, may go down that's too. That's a mistake. So. Um, you're, yeah, you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. Yeah, with exactly. that stuff. Yeah, that's and not I, a great idea. And I, I think, a good, <laughs> yeah, I think a good example of like what I think was acceptable is I did, I did. This is it's such a minor thing, but when I was working at West Coast Classic, and I, you know, I cleared it with the team, and I, you know, you have to be, you have to communicate really well. But I was working as a part of the media team at West Coast Classic at David um, Training Day. He he was supposed to be at the hard work pays off training thing, but he got the wrong time, and he was working for GoWatt, and he's like, hey, I can't get there can you give them some photos for me? And, you know, he, he set it up and all this stuff. And I was like, sure, 
I checked with the team, gave them some of the photos from it for free. No sweat off my back. Like I'm just helping a buddy out, you know, um, instances like that are different, but yeah, if you, if you're actively seeking out to, to be the one that like, oh, I need all this work, everything needs to be for me. I think that that's, that's going to rub people the wrong way. And you don't want to rub people the wrong way in the industry. It's such a tight knit community for the most part at the top here of like the yeah. people who go to these events continuously and stuff like that. You don't want to be ostracized for doing something like that. Yeah. So get involved, getting involved in this, in the content creation community is I think a really good start for someone who's like struggling with that, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, it's just a bit, it's a balancing act for sure. And I think mm -hmm. part of the reason why I think some creators will, will handle it that way. And they'll say yes to everything. Yes. I'll do this for 200 bucks and this for 200 bucks. And you know, is to just, you know, make the weekend or worthwhile for them. So I can understand. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm certainly, you know, guilty of this too. I think it's just, um, being cognizant of it. And then, and then I think also just valuing what we are all worth and our individual work and being confident in that to say, Hey, this is, mm -hmm. this is the price. Um, cause I've been there where I'm like, Hey, you know, this is my proposal. And then someone says, mm, you know, it's expensive. Oh, okay. 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 I'll do, I'll, I'll do it for, how about this? Like I'll do it for half, yeah. you know? Oh yeah. And then I'm sitting there in front of my computer. Like, this was not worth it. Why did I do this? Um, type yeah. of thing. so Dude, why I did, did I down sell myself? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm continuously so. doing that until I got this job. I, I was continuously doing that because like, it's hard to have confidence in yourself. I think us as creators, we're so self-critical and we're, always questioning the work that we're doing. And I think that that's a good oh, thing. Yeah. It's tough. It makes it tough for us. But if you're not doing that, then I think that you're overly confident and you're probably not going to get any better. But it definitely hurts when you're a free, doing freelance and you're trying to make a career out of it and make money out of it. And that was something that I struggled with a lot. And until I got this job, I, you know, I fell into this job. I got really lucky. And But before that, I was on that same page you know, working at for morning chalk up, things like that, man. But okay. But that I got a question for you about the morning chalk up thing. Cause you mm -hmm. were working for morning chalk mm -hmm. up at the games in 2021. Mm -hmm. You were doing all like their video clips and stuff like that. And that's the one. Mm -hmm. Was it the clip of Annie that like popped off for you? Do yeah, snatching and, and Guy Maleros. Yeah. Both of those did. And uh, I mean, I don't know why maybe I was using a really cool lens that made it look really fancy and, and Morning Chocolate obviously has a huge following, and and uh, yeah, it popped off. Got them like, I think it was like seven thousand followers or something like that. Because they never did video before that, like no. good quality video that only they did. It, it was like, and and you know I can't speak for them obviously, but they would always do something like, oh yeah, here we go. What what lens did you use by the way? So this is my secret. This is <laughs> okay, my this is my favorite lens. No, no, I want, I want to, dude. You gotta share this stuff, like, yeah. Someone Good, else because I'm going on lens, lens rentals right worse. now. I'm gonna rent it right now. It's so. the best. It's, <laughs> I don't know what it is. The most underrated lens of all time, in my opinion, is the 135 f1.8. Oh, I, I knew you were gonna say that. Hmm. Yep. I knew I you were gonna it say almost that exclusively. Now, oh, but you're a Sony shooter, right? <laughs> I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so there's I Canon 135s. They have Canon 135s? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A friend of mine, a wedding photographer, that that's her secret that's her secret weapon because it's the Canon one the, the not maybe not the RF mount but the EF mount one is small. It's mm. it oh, looks it really? like yeah, it's pretty short. So it doesn't oh, yeah. look like a oh, he's <laughs> I'm that thing's already right added to the cart. <laughs> oh, it's in the cart. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing it on Amazon. That's actually we'll get nice it here by mine tomorrow. Is huge. <laughs> Cuz you have the Sony or you have the Sigma. That, like, I have the Sigma, yeah. The, yeah, the Sigma one, one love, is thick. Expensive. Yeah, yeah Dude, it's Sigma heavy. lenses are, it's my amazing. Sigma 85 is like, I got to go, I, like, good thing I work out occasionally so that I can carry Seriously, that around. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's yeah. like a tank. It's, it's about the same. It's it's not small. And I don't know what it is about that lens that it's like that focal length is. Oh, really, it just looks great really with the compression. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. And so I was shooting that whole event on the 135 and I was like, dang, this looks really good. And you, and ever you, you shot know, the whole I, event on the one thirty five or that that lifting event that specific event. that specific okay because you you know you were there you couldn't really move much no and um, you were pretty stagnant and with doing video like they're all in the same exact spot I'm not I don't yeah. need to change and you were in the pit um, too weren't you because because you had the morning chalk of yeah. access yeah 
Yeah, which actually did, wasn't very helpful because they they um, broadcast they was like killer, to, dude. Yeah, and they and they really with Morning Chalk up it was really funny because it's they didn't really want me to like be up in there because they want like what we wanted to do with Morning Chalk up. Actually, I don't know if I can speak too much on this, but I just wanted to like we wanted to get good content at the same time that CrossFit did. And I don't think that they wanted, <laughs> they, they were definitely trying to avoid us getting access. <laughs> yeah. But I can't say much about that, but it was fun. I mean, it was such a cool experience. And that was another one of those situations where it was lucky. And I, I met Justin at West Coast Classic, which I was at West Coast Classic for free doing, I was part, I was volunteer on their media team. Um, and because of that, I met Morning Chalk Up. And I'll, all I did was I just told him, I sent him a message after. I was like, hey, dude, it was nice to meet you. Um, that was it. I didn't even ask him. If he wanted, he's like, nice to meet you too. Are you available for work at the games? I'm like, I am. And yeah. this is like three weeks before the games. <laughs> I was like, yes, I want to go. I haven't been able to find work. And so, I, you know, I, I went there and had a cool experience. And before that, I, I did mainly uh, photo and okay. for the last like two years and then i started doing video again and then i got hired here as a videographer i um i met rpm at the games because of justin justin introduced us um from morning chalk up oh, that's dope. and here we are <laughs> so now i mean we haven't really talked about rpm much but like i mean if you guys oh, are on yeah. the video let's get into it if you're on the video feed you can see that you're on the the adam set i am this is my set it's crazy so is this a good time to dive into the RPM Let's thing? Let's do it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Tell us about RPM. Tell us about what you like, what's your role with RPM? Well, okay, so I'm the senior editor and videographer and also photographer. <laughs> I do a lot. And so I met them at the Crossroad Games in, in twenty twenty one, working with Morning Chalk Up, and they're like, We need a apparently they needed a videographer and video editor. And they're based in San Jose. And I was up in the East Bay, so it was about an hour and a half away. And I was like, and RPM, by the way, was my favorite brand before that. I've always wanted to work for RPM. I love their aesthetic. I love it. Like, it's just my vibe. I, I grew up like skateboarding and wanting to surf. I was from Colorado, but um, stuff like that. I loved that culture. And, and RPM does such a good job of bridging the gap between fitness and lifestyle. And I was like, I've always just been obsessed with it. And I found out that they were hiring. And I was like, oh my God. I'm going to go talk to them. And I annoyed the hell out of them. I went went to their booth a bunch and was like, you know, bugging them about it. And I found out that they were doing Adam. And so Adam is our branch that's an online solution for the training that we like. You have your Pelotons and your mirror and all these things that is like, cool, fitness at home, which fitness at home is not easy for anyone, but especially for people like us who have standards and want to do something that we actually do but at home and so i saw what they were doing there and that's when they first launched it and i was like this is sick we have full gear kits they have the live workouts and i was like oh that's cool you know yeah i'd be down to help out wherever and so i applied for the job and i didn't realize that i was applying for the job <laughs> i thought i was applying uh -huh. to be like a support person no, I was applying to be the videographer and the editor <laughs> and the one in charge of all the gear and the one doing all this stuff. I had no idea. And I was like, so when I got hired, day one, they sent me on a photo shoot alone with a model. I was like, oh, man, this is it. This is going to be fun. This is cool. <laughs> but also like, man, I better not mess up. Um, and, you know, they moved me down to Santa Cruz. So I, you know, I live two blocks from the beach now. I walk with my kids there after school. It's it's unbelievable. And again, it, it just came down to like trying really hard and being nice. That's my biggest thing. Like, just be nice to people. Like, yeah. If you want to get somewhere, don't have an ego. Just be nice to people. And I was, I go up to RPM and I just be nice to them and just talk with them and. and introduce myself, have a good conversation with them. And it led me to this, you know, it's unbelievable. And so now when I first started at RPM, we, we have our, um, Campbell location, which is now our distribution center. And we were looking for a studio. And so we found a studio in Santa Cruz. So that's where we're at now. And so it's this huge warehouse that we converted into our studio where we shoot our Adam, um, 
episodes and our head coach is Pat Barber, who is an OG in CrossFit. He's one, he's one yeah. of the top like L1 or the um, his flow master. He's a, a super huge coach in the space. And he is so good on camera. It's unbelievable. I wish that I could be that good on camera. This guy, you pop a camera on and he knows exactly what to say and exactly how to say it. He's super funny in the way that the content is created for people who, if you can, it's just trying to give you that environment or that, that thing that we all love. If you can't get into the gym, it's not trying to make people only work out at home. You know, it's like, Hey, you can't make it in the gym, but you can still get that sense of community and, and like you're in a class at home, which is really hard to replicate. And I think we've done a really good job. And that's kind of like what Adam is, is like taking what we all love and making it accessible. If you can't make it into a gym, you have an option that you're going to like, you know, and it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. I'm, I'm watching um, while you were talking and talking about the program. I'm, I was just watching one of the classes on the website. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, on the production side of things now, obviously it's multi-cam. So what is, mm-hmm. how, how are you producing this stuff? How are, what's the, give us a little bit of behind the scenes if you can. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Um, I, when I first started, I didn't know how to do this stuff to very well, to be <laughs> honest. You know, we have, we had a production company that was setting us up for success for when they hired someone like myself. I ended up being the person I didn't know that, you know, like the, the, the end goal was for me to take over. And so at a certain point I learned the ropes and I took over. And at that point, the way that we were doing is we were recording every episode on each camera. We had like six cameras set up and we were recording every single one. And it ended up being, I mean, if we're shooting 4k, you can't even imagine how long or how much footage this was. And, and, and in editing it, you know, then I have to go through and edit, you know, a full CrossFit class. Sorry, I can't say CrossFit, a full Adam, like, but a full class Yeah. that, that, you know, sitting through that and it took forever. <laughs> did. Yeah. And so we now, and, and by the way, I'm doing all of this. This is a job that like comfortably, you know, three people could do and it would, it would be easy. And yeah. I took it over and, and I'm, the, I'm one person doing it. And on top of that, doing all like marketing and, and social media and things like that. And so it was a lot at the beginning to take over all this. But now what we have is I have a full switcher board and, and I have my, we've, I've narrowed it down to four cameras because there was really no reason for the other ones. I have my main camera. I have three other cameras that show different angles and things like that. And I'm running my main camera and switching on my live board. So now I don't have to edit and post all I have mm. to do is throw in the graphics, music, and that stuff. And I don't have to sit through the class again and edit and switch cameras and stuff like that. So, yeah, I have a full switcher board. Like, I used to work on the news, too. I didn't mention that. But, yeah, it's like that. So, I'm directing now. And it's it's awesome. It's so fun. And once I added that into my I don't know, workflow, it made my life up easily 10 times better. That's super cool. So, yeah. 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 Super, super it's interesting. It's really cool. This is yeah, a daily, we film like probably. Is it daily? What's, what's the what's the cadence on on it again? Like how how yeah, often so we, is it done? We have we we film once a week. Okay. Sometimes twice if we want to get ahead, but um yeah we do uh for like our GPP program um we have one Monday through Friday. So you know we like to, to encourage people to take days off so we don't offer it on the weekends. But um you know we have other we have supplemental strength things and we the one thing that we've done recently which I think is really really game changing even more like adding on top of it not even more but just another thing that we've done that i think is super unique is we offer things like um clinics like we have the world's best triple under -er. (laughs) her name's tori boggs she has the triple under world record she is unbelievable she's in cirque du soleil all these things she's one of our athletes and she came in and she did a a six-part class you know they're like 10 15 minutes each teaching you how to double under and i'm sitting there filming this i'm like oh my god if you follow this, you you will learn double unders, and that's one of those things <laughs> that everyone hates oh, yeah. when they first start getting into this stuff. Yeah, and I was like, this is game changing. Like, you don't have to spend any extra money if you have a, a subscription; it's included, and you just get good at double unders. It's it's like that's those things that like is really cool because typically you have to wait for someone like that to come to your gym or city, and right. now it's like cool. You have a jump rope; you can do it in your garage and actually get what you want out of it. And it's really cool. So, uh, we have all of that stuff on, on our uh, platform as well. 
pretty fun. Yeah, it's That's it's. Sweet. I, I think it's it's different than what's out there now with like the pelotons and things of that nature like Mm -hmm. um and so that's what i I mean just from my perspective i think that that's really cool uh to have in a world that's saturated with biking classes and shred classes and those types of things because people are looking for that that strength component and then i don't know if you know jared great gray beal uh you may or may not but Mm -hmm. he's always he's always posting workouts just just with a kettlebell or just with a box. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. A, lo- a lot of times that are, I think, I think there are like RPM workouts, to be honest, or they're Adam, they may be Adam workouts. Justin may know more about that, but he'll out. just do it in his garage, like, and he'll post them. And um, he's got some of the Adam kit for sure. Yeah. He's, yeah. I think he has like the Adam kit. So, uh, watch. It's cool. I actually, I think I do. I recognize it. What's his name? Jared. Jared. Gray, Gray Beal. Jared. Him and Matt DeLugos. Oh, no. He's a good oh dude. yeah, I've seen his stuff recently. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's so, the stuff is like that. We're just trying to give you options. We never, I, and I don't know if people actually think this, but I just getting ahead of it. Like the goal was never to take away from brick and mortar boxes or gyms, yeah. things like that. Like yeah. that's something we always love. But it's nice to know that, like someone like myself, dude, I don't get to work out very often. I never have been able to. I've got two kids. I've got a really busy schedule, especially people like us who are doing freelance work. We're traveling a lot, like. Now I have something to where I can pop my headphones in and follow along with this. And I actually, I was very skeptical at first. I, you actually feel like you're in a class because you're not, usually you're not really, you're tuning out to a certain extent. And it's just that background noise. You hear people working hard, dropping barbells. You have a coach giving good cues, cracking jokes, stuff like that. It's got good structure. It's just, um, it's the best possible solution to that exact hole. Yeah. which is the at-home training thing, which I don't think will ever go away now after the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, fully. Um, and so, yeah, that was just, I think that's where the idea came from. Just give us, give an option. And it's pretty cool. Now you're still doing your, uh, you know, other creative work outside of what you're doing for RPM, correct? You're not doing anything. No, so that's one thing that, no, so that one thing that I think surprised a lot of people and myself included is I actually am an employee. I, Okay. I have, yep. I'm. I have a contract. I'm a salaried employee. I, you know, I'm, I, I work for RPM, um, which is cool. Do you do anything for and fun? And so I don't. I. Oh yeah, I do stuff for like, fun, but I don't. I don't like pick up contract work or anything like that. Um, gotcha. I can okay. uh, you know like uh, I'm sure I could. I don't really need to, but <laughs> yeah, like I, I shot my sister's wedding a couple weeks ago. Like I definitely do stuff for fun. Some of these opportunities, though, it's it seems like a lot of this work keeps coming up and a lot of the freelance work, but what you're doing with the, the like a full-time employee position doesn't seem like it's, I mean, maybe I just don't know who they are, but doesn't seem like it's coming up too often in the space. <clears throat> no, that's the thing is it, it doesn't happen that yeah. like, that's what's weird. And, and when I remember when I went to Wadapalooza, it was the first event that I went to after being an employee with RPM before that I was doing other things. And I remember telling people like yourself, like, yeah, no, I, I work here. Like this is my career now. Mm-hmm. And it just was like not registering with people because it doesn't happen. And yeah. I, I can't explain. And that's why I'm, I'm fairly vocal on social media or things like that. Like how grateful I am. I don't think that I am any better than anyone. I got really lucky. I happen to live in the same area. I vibe with the people who work here. Like everyone who I've worked with is definitely like my style and, we're all really close. It's awesome. And I, but again, it's just luck, luck. And then I worked really hard to try to figure out and, and to try to make it work. And, um, you know, that's all you can really do. So, um, <laughs> definitely. do you think, I mean, on that, I kind of on that topic, I think one thing, I think brands or, I mean, yeah, Mayhem's a brand proven is a brand. I think the brands that mm-hmm. have started to make investments in having full-time media people, instead of just contracting everything out, are really separating themselves from the field. Um, and now, yep. Yep. sure, you could be a brand and you could just contract with the same people over and over and over again. And that way you have consistency with your with your content. So I guess I'm not saying mm-hmm. that it's wrong to do that. But just in having conversations with like Carly from Proven um, and talking with somebody like Bennett, uh, who, who works for, for Mayhem, Bennett Looper, like they're just, they're dialed in. I just think that's what you get when you're in-house and you're fully invested in the project and you're not, you know, you're, you're not distracted with 
three or four different yeah. things. You're not thinking about stuff like you want to own that lane. And and I think more brands should, you know, not that I'm have all the knowledge in the world, but I think it would be no, I a agree. step in a step in the right direction for brands to start growing that out. I realize it costs money and there's all sorts of other, you know, economical yeah. issues that come up, but the ones that I see separating themselves like from from the rest have that. I think there's yeah, a I thing think too it makes where such a difference you know, too. Go ahead. Yeah. But we're some of the brands like you know, if you look at a, a clothing brand, mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder to ha- I mean they'll they'll have in-house people, but it's a little different when, you know, like they're not really going to pull the YouTube content and things like that that Proven and sure. and Mayhem are putting out because they don't have the mm-hmm. consistency. Like they're not yeah. having their Fair athletes point. there training all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Because that'd be expensive to send out yeah. a freelancer to every location all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I mean, well, I think a, a, a video is definitely harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's harder to find someone who needs that much video. Photos yeah, look different. At, Photo, look like, at Instagram now, up. man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, Video's I'm, popping off again. It's it's all that's doing that's doing anything. Mm-hmm. Is like it's video content, which is annoying mm-hmm. because they really need to just be transparent about how to format this stuff. I mean, we know we know roughly what to do, but like, I'm so sick of seeing somebody's stuff be so crispy that I can see like the pores on somebody's face. And then I've got the same stuff on my phone. And the minute it goes up there, I'm like, all right, what's the constant bit rate? I got to play with this and blah, 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 blah. Like, just tell me yeah. what to do. Just flood Instagram with good content. And those who well, are going to put up the it. good stuff. Yeah. Like, but why is it a secret? <laughs> like, they, they're constantly changing. They're constantly wanting to, <sighs> to move the, the, the needle oh. for their, their own brand that they're, you know? Yeah. I think that you don't have to worry so much about some of the the sharpness and some of the the uh, like the high res files because you know if somebody gets bad internet connection, yeah, that's true. It's just like it's, it it's doesn't make a difference. Anyway. Like it's yeah. just gonna be pixelated. Yeah, it's gonna so they, the they're gonna downscale awful. anything. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the same. Where like even on the best internet connection, some of the best videos, if you watch them back a couple times, you're like, that's eh, like it's still it's still loss of quality. So yeah. you can't. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking you can't obsess it's about that too much. You know? Yeah, it, know. that's one thing that you that I've learned as well. Is like so I it just like it gets so frustrating when you put this effort in and you're like stoked on a specific aspect of your look and it just doesn't look right. On social media, yeah. like, oh, but I don't think that I think most people won't notice. No, and <laughs> that's know? the thing. And it, but it does get frustrating. You can edit a video for an hour or hours and hours to make one little change, and then you show somebody both, and they're like, "What? What was different there?" Yeah, yeah. You know, know, that's just like us <laughs> yeah. nitpicking and us realizing things. But you know, the difference of like this transition on this specific frame versus the next frame, you're like working at it for an hour, and then. Yeah, Alex watches and be like, "Yeah, those are good." It's yeah, the that's the worst yeah. when you work. You spend so much time on something, and you're so stoked because of you know whatever a transition, the yeah. the way you you pan, whatever it might be, and you show it to somebody, and they're like, "Yeah, that's cool, solid." And you're like, "Oftentimes, well, pretty rad." I ask myself <laughs> yeah. this question: of Is this going to be an issue that only I notice, or is this going to be something other people mm. notice? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, even yeah. if it's just like lifting the highlights or, or changing the background or, you know, something, it's, yes, this will make me happy if I do it. This will make it look better, but not all the time. But it's like, if I showed you the two images side by side, or if we looked at the side by side, would we notice? And then there's a point where like, artistically, there's value in that. And then there's there's just like a waste of time in that too, especially yeah. with like how yeah. fast Instagram consumes things. Like, it's hard. You got to feel. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like it, it it's hard. It might not make it matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I agree. It's it's one of those things. That I think we're all of us creatives are weird in our own sense. I think that it takes a certain kind of person to do what we do, and I think a lot of that has to do with that nitpickiness. That like everything has to be perfect, and it's one thing. It's hard on us mentally, but it's like that kind of thing is what moves the needle. I think for us, yeah, it makes us better. Yeah, and I think it's cool. It, it just sucks when it doesn't really <laughs> – no one notices. You're yeah. Like, oh, that was so sick. Did you see that? Like, oh, no, I didn't notice that. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Happens all the time. Yeah. Or even like yep. a photo, which is Always. less labor intensive. Yeah. And I think it's just like dope framing or just a great, a great shot. And people just brush it off. I'm like, you know what? I'm not showing you anything anymore because you don't appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so what? And I miss taking photos. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't be like me because I will hold down the. I will shoot 80 straight photos in a row just to have like yeah the split second um of what I of spray what I want. and pray, my dude. That's, that's that what is, I do. You know that's what? the life. <laughs> There's a lot of criticism on that, but when you're oh, shooting I, sports, I man, it doesn't matter. When I'm at, I was at no, Granite it Games. Doesn't, like. I will tell you, at Granite Games, I am, I'm sitting there just, and every people yeah. turn their head like, dude, like, are you, something wrong with you? And I'm like, look, I do this for a reason because I, I put these into an image sequence. It's kind of like my thing. So don't yeah. look at me when I'm doing this because everybody else just goes click, 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 click. And I will hold that thing down for like a whole, like five reps of thrusters and it'll just be. Yeah. yeah but what were you shooting what that on too? Were dude, you shooting that, that on the that R3? That looks so cool. No, I, that was on the 1DX Mark III. Okay, so still, that's like Ooh. 30 But that FPS. thing's not even mirrorless. And so, yeah, no, but that that's also that like loud. Just oh, I bet it's away. so loud. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, you Dude, would never use so that at a press conference. Yeah. yeah. Well, after the, oh, I, I, was, the I used to feeling, be self-conscious though. about it. And then now, like, you know, if everybody's huddled around shooting, I just stick my nose in there and I just hold it. Sometimes I hold it down and I'm, I don't even know what I'm shooting. It, I just have it there. Just and, one of these? Yeah, just... <laughs> Yeah, looks the other way that's how i was at, at wadapalooza dude it was like you have to shoot like that because you can't see anything we had no access yeah. to anything oh, that man. Was wadapalooza shoot, was but wadapalooza i guess now i'll else. just take my r3 and silent shutter and nobody will know what i'm doing and i can just not man hermit in the corner. own it no <laughs> keep that thing. yeah i yeah. hate the silent shutter i hate it now it's, it's so the artificial noise like, i'm not even through the speaker it's just like Oh, I had an issue with my camera <laughs> with the R3, at Rogue. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the R3 just is, it's it just totally like, it just through the speaker just hits the sound. Like it oh, just, it just you can't feel sound. it at all? No, Oof. no, no. It's weird. Oof, I don't know if yeah. I'd like that. It's, it's <laughs> what definitely was your problem, different. Justin? My problem at Rogue was <laughs> I had to shoot everything silent because the lens I had had an issue and needed to be recalled. I was using the Sigma oh, 100 to 400 and I didn't figure it out until the last day that there was something with the drive mode when I was on like the high plus that mm. was messing up. Like all of my shots were blurry for like I remember you anything. mentioned that. Yeah, man. I was yeah. so mad, but anything at night was terrible. So I was, uh, and we were, we were far away. We we're on a baseball diamond. We had yeah. no access. Um, and so I had to go into silent shutter mode and just go. And it was, it's weird because you don't fully know what you're getting. Yeah. And nah, some of it was weird. And then I finally figured out, okay, that kind of solved the problem that I was having, but it was on the last day in the last, <laughs> like, you know, little bit of it. The first two days, just sharpening slider, just yeah, not <laughs> even, it was just like garbage. It's not salvageable. That's no. something that I think people don't realize too, is that stuff happens. You're going oh, yeah. to mess yeah. up. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> and like, like I tested it, but I'm, yeah, I'm testing it, my lens before I left and I'm shooting at 400, like a leaf in my backyard. Like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, there's a bird. Let me see if I can get this bird. And then I get out there and I'm like, okay, these people are running and moving fast and it's dark and it's, everything's green and it's lit with baseball lights. And it was like, you know, yeah, in, it was in a... the outfield. <laughs> that was a challenging environment. Um, I will say a lot of green, which is not really... Even like Granite Games had, you know, with the turf had some green, but that was okay because the, the background was a little bit better. The worst part about Rogue was that they built that, that hill. Yeah. So and the hill stayed the whole weekend. So anything you were shooting, in the background, the green hill was up there. Is this a so green you hill? didn't. Yeah. So you did. You didn't. You never had separation between like the green no. grass floor and the stands or the the scoreboard. It's just this green hill that says Rogue on it. Um, yeah. So. It was, that was yeah, a that's bit of a, rough. Especially that, that turf. Rough, yeah. That turf color is like not fun to photo edit. That's no. something that like I I hate going back and looking at my 2020 games photos because the greens are just so bad. Like yeah. it it was bad. And and so you went to the ranch. The ranch looked better, but still. Um, yeah. Yeah, that stuff gets. I hate greens. So unless it's like. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So what's what is on the? Um, I always like to ask. You know. Are you a goal setter? Do you have goals for 
your career at RPM and where you want, you know, is it like you're going to take RPM to the moon or um, do you have, um, you know, aspirations for yourself as in the role you are now to grow? Like, where do you want to be in five to 10 years? And obviously vagueness is fine, but it could just be, you know, professionally, um, whether you're, you're there or elsewhere. But um, I'm always curious to know what's on the horizon for you. Yeah. I mean, no, that's a good question. And I, I try to tend to go with the flow a little bit. I do like, I work towards things with RPM. Everything has been changing so quickly that I, I mean, I'm dude, this is my dream job. I love this so much. I love everyone I work with. I live in Santa Cruz, you know, like it's all, I want to stay working here. So Mm -hmm. we're trying to grow the Adam business and, and, you know, now making our gear, which by the way, the most underrated thing in the world, our gear is unbelievable. Like the dumbbell, I came in and I see like the dumbbells, the barbells, like I'm like, this is like a premium thing and it looks good. Mm -hmm. They look sick. So anyways, dude. Yeah. And they are, the, the, they are sick too. You like, you remember showing you at, uh, yeah, yeah. Palooza. I'm like, this stuff's, this stuff's nice. So, um, you know, I, I want to work here as long as possible right now. I'm so lucky that I came in on the ground floor in terms of video, like the, the all the content that you see from RPM are, is me and Brandon, who is like the silent genius behind everything. Not a single person in the, in the, content creation space knows this guy but he has been silently absolutely crushing it for years and he's the quietest dude and he i'd call him dad even though i'm an actual dad he <laughs> brings like the dad vibes um he's just like that quiet guy in the corner just yep. crushing it so he it's me and him and we we do quite a bit and i love it and i my goal is to continue to grow this into you know, bring other people that I love along with me. I don't want this for myself. You know, I've told like when I first started, like I needed help video editing. I was like, I'm going to try to get Justin some work. I was, I'm telling him like, dude, <laughs> be ready to move to Santa Cruz, bro. Like we're going to do this. So yeah, I'd move to Santa Cruz. I, it's pretty rad. I'm know? only going warmer cool. here. I'm not going colder. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, right. it's hard to go back to cold. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that it's just, it, yeah, it's such a cool experience. And I just want everyone else, like the people who have been supportive for me, I want to give back to them and just ha- like all of us are going, it's such a hard thing to be in as a content creator. It's it's a hard thing to do and it takes a lot of stones to, to commit yourself to this thing. Mm-hmm. And yep everyone should reap the benefits of it. If you're a good person and, and you've done right by me and you're, you've been supportive and stuff, like I want to bring you along with me in whatever way. And so that's my goal. It's like, I want to continue to grow this so that we can continue to build like a cool thing with the team. Um, and so eventually it won't be me, just me and Brandon and we'll have some other people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah, I, I guess that's, that's it. I hope I continue to live in Santa Cruz because I did not like living in California until I moved here. And I'm like, this is where I'm meant to be. There you go. <laughs> this is my vibe. That's sweet. For the yeah. the young content creators out there who are just kind of picking up a camera for the first time or getting serious about it, what are you know one or two little points of advice? Um, and it's not like shoot wide open in darkness, but um, you know, <laughs> wait, 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 that's not what you do. <laughs> no, I, I do, I do that. Um, but what would you kind of what would you kind of tell uh, a young content creator? Um, you know, if they reached out and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to get serious with this. I, I have a passion for this. What, what do you suggest I should do to, to kind of get some momentum rolling? The, first of all, I love when people reach out to me because I don't think that I'm the person worth reaching out to. And so I've had some people reach out to me and it just means so much and like so much, I get so emotional. I'm like, because I was that guy. Not long yeah. ago, I was the guy messaging um, Michael Dalton. I, I I owe that guy so many burritos because, <laughs> you know, like, and that's my biggest thing is don't be afraid to ask. If someone doesn't want to help you, what well, are you going to do about read. that? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's fine. Don't be afraid to be like, you're going to message. If you message 10 people, eight of them aren't going to respond. But the two people that do will change your life. Guarantee it in some way 
someone will, maybe not, maybe not all of them, but don't be afraid to ask people for help. That's how you're going to learn and be nice. Yeah. Be kind. That's the, that's the number one thing. Be kind. Like it it costs nothing and it means so much to so many people rather than just thinking that you're the best, which most of the time people who are just getting into this don't, but don't ever lose that, you know, don't ever lose that kindness and that support for everyone else. That's how you're going to continue to grow is those two things. That's at least that's how what worked for me. Uh, I think think that's great. That's just good life advice in general. Yeah, it is. Agreed. And we could use more. It took a long time for me to learn that. Yeah. I think that that I was not like that until the cancer thing happened, gave me a whole new perspective, you know, and I hope that someone else can realize that without having to go through something like that. It's like, yeah, it makes your life better. Just be kind. (laughs) You guys are very kind. I love that. Man, (laughs) we're all about bringing our friends along for the ride, man. Yeah. Everybody yeah. I've talked to in this space that, that I've got along with is it's it's really awesome to see everybody. And like I don't know, we met through CrossFit. Like we just met through CrossFit mm-hmm. uh, what at the games for both of you guys. I met you guys at the games for the first time yeah. in person. No, oh, that's right. I remember I yeah. shouted yeah, at Justin. I saw Justin yeah. and he's he's like working <laughs> no, but, and I was like, Justin. Not to not to like <laughs> sidetrack this all, but like we didn't no, see we it. didn't meet until the games but you know we kind of messaged back and forth and yeah i think we, yeah. we have a shared uh love for for music and things like that that we mm-hmm. we grew up listening to but you got to shout out alex because alex like he just would be super nice and friendly and you just messaged me out of nowhere and i was like oh yeah like i'll answer this question like i I'm not the authority on this. You probably shouldn't be asking me, but I will give you my best answer and I'll try to help you. And he just like grinded and put work in. And he's like, oh, yeah, I am going to bring my camera to the games and, and like, I'll just shoot some stuff. And like, they let me in with it. And he's like, if you're there, like if I see you, I'll, I'll, I'll yell at you. And I'm like, I'm so stressed out, right? It's my first games. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I got to shoot all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, trying to navigate people. And I was coaching at the games at the same time. Oh gosh. So I was coaching Whoa. a master's athlete and then doing media for the, the, the regular event. So I'm stressed out with both of that going on simultaneously. And, and stroke is there and he's, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll say hi. And I was like, okay, but like I'm running around with my head cut off here. And, and it was just like, I don't know. He just stayed in touch and it was just like a good dude. And I was like, I'm not dude, the authority, but stuff. like, man, this is, yeah yeah you really do i think I, yeah, you know I, and then to to see you both again at rogue was it was or, or to see you justin at rogue and then yeah you know to officially meet it's so funny because for the longest time like i followed training day and yeah. i didn't know what it was Seriously. i thought it was i didn't know that it was mostly just david no 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 it's not mostly it's, it's just, just david yeah, just david all, and yeah. so i thought it was like I a big it was a thing collective. and yeah mm. and um you just find out that for the most part, I think, um, there's always an oddball here and there, but for the most part, everybody is so genuinely nice and caring and they want to lift everybody up. And, and you know, it, exactly. I just, not, not touting my own horn, but somebody reached out to me yesterday, um, or a couple of days ago, had a quick question. I hopped on a phone, the phone with her for 15 minutes, answered a couple of questions about how I do stuff. I was like, you don't have to do it this way, but this is how I do it. And if you want to give it a go, go for it. And, you know, she posted something on her story and just said how appreciative she was. And I say, you know, pay it forward because I've asked the same questions to other people. Yeah. They've helped me. All the time. who would I be to accept the help? And then when somebody reaches out to me to to be like, no, no, I'm not telling you my secrets or, you know, what's not even secrets, but yeah, that would be wrong. (laughs) So you're right on. For sure. I think that's just one of those things that like it's not going to take anything away from you. If you giving this person advice takes a job from you, look inward. Yeah. There's something going on. Yeah. It's not their fault. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know if anyone actually does that, but if you do look yeah. inward and, and I remember Justin, just to go back to the games, I remember, and, and I genuinely mean this. I gave you so much praise before that. And after that, like I told you, I was your biggest fan, your aesthetic, everything. I was like, dude, I love 
your work. And I remember I never saw your face. And I remember you, you were like, I'm Justin. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> but like, oh, that's man. so and weird. I, may, I mean that stuff though. No. And I know, and I, I really appreciate it, but that to me, that's like really weird to hear because like, I'm, I'm like nobody. I'm just here for the ride. Like I'm learning the ropes. Like, you know, I didn't pick up a kit. I did, but I didn't really pick up a photo camera until like 2018, 2019. I bought it. I bought my a seven two and I brought it to the games. So like my first pictures that I like took of CrossFit were like Pat at the games. So I have these like random, like terrible pictures with my kit lens, my Sony kit lens, the 28 to 74, whatever, like the, uh the variable aperture like kit lens that I took at the games on auto, like no clue what I was doing. Fast forward two, three years and like I'm being paid to be there as a photographer. It's cool. Like I'm like, who it's am wild. I? Like, it goes you know, so quickly. it goes so quickly. It does. Yeah, it really does. Well, Hey, it really uh, does. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Steven, it was awesome having you on the, the podcast today. And as a, I mean, like I said, coming into today, I, I had not had the opportunity to, you know, I haven't met you and I'm really looking forward to hopefully, um, you know, running into you or seeing you. Will you be at the games? You'll be at the games. Yeah. Maybe still trying to decide if we're going. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're, we're trying to figure that out. Okay, cool. Well, um, I hope to, you know, run into you in person in the near future, but incredible story and really happy for you. Happy that you're healthy, happy that you are killing it with RPM. It's, it's super exciting. And I know Justin and I are going to be excited to continue to watch you grow and, and propel, um, you know, RPM and, um, you know, to the moon, like I said, it's going to be great. Yeah, Yeah, man. So (laughs) I'm coming down. I told you you. I'm coming down. I'm coming in August. I'll come down. Let's go. Alex, you're invited too. Oh, I've never go. been to California, so. Oh, really? Yeah, never been. Never been. Santa Cruz is a good place to start. Yep, I won't say no to that. It'll be All a right. good time. <laughs> All right, man. Well, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it was yeah, a pleasure. Looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you in the near future. It'll be awesome. Same. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Creators Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so shoot us a message and let us know what you think. We'll talk to you guys next time.